Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 52. Now, today, I'm going to talk about something I almost touched on last week, but I want to dive into this in a bit more detail. Um, so I wanted to keep this one completely separate. It's something that comes up a lot with the people I work with. Uh, and it's about how grazing leads to overeating do you know it's not it's not really grazing that's the problem right grazing is what happens as a result of another problem a lack of meals or meal prep or meal planning and i i see it all the time so i often say to the people i work with that i can read their tracking their nutrient screenshots from my fitness pal and NutriCheck the same way the guy reads the stuff in the matrix. Um, and when I start to see certain balances of nutrition, so for example, let's say someone's doing fine uh, and their tracking's great and their check-ins are great and the progress is moving great. And then we have a couple of weeks where their protein drops by 30 or 40 grams a day. Their fiber drops by 10 grams a day. As a result of that, their fats increase, their carbs increase, their sugars increase, and overall, their calories increase. And I'll go into their check-in, I'll come down, and it'll be like, you know, their hunger levels have always been like a four or five in the midpoint, ready for each meal. Now they're up at a seven or any or a nine. And I can tell just by looking at that, that that person has started to neglect meal times and started to neglect meals, and they're opting more for quick convenient in-between options and then I'll go and read their check-in and they'll often like I did one just yesterday where someone said I um oh fuck what was it what was the words that she used I've been yeah I've been snacking quite a lot that's all it was yeah um I've I've been snacking quite a lot excuse me I've been snacking quite a lot this fortnight and, you know, I could already tell. I could already tell from looking at our screenshots. And it's just such a great example because, you know, I can see all of that happening. And it's that's one of the great things about check-ins because the way that we do check-ins, because we're using data, we're not using what people say. I mean, that comes into it. But let, let's say that I was coaching someone who wasn't tracking and who didn't have that. You're basically coaching someone on what they think is happening right? It's, you're telling me your perception of what you think is going on, which might not be accurate, which might not be true, not because you're lying, but because you're maybe getting the wrong end of the stick, or you're you're looking in the wrong place, or you're identifying the wrong things. And then if you came to me with that wrong information, and I coach you on that wrong information, and I'm not coaching you on the problem, I'm not do I'm not helping you, I'm not giving you anything that you actually need. He, you know, you've given me your thoughts around what's going on. I've coached you around your thoughts, but your thoughts could be miles off the mark. And it's one of the reasons that that coaching people who are tracking is so great because we have the numbers, we have the data. I have everything I need to see for me to be able to say, yeah. So the reason for this is, as you, the ultimately the problem here is that you're not eating meals. You've stopped putting meals together. You're just throwing snack-type foods together. That's why your protein has went through the floor. That's why your fiber has halved. 
That's why your hunger levels are now an eight or a nine. Now you've got, and now you're now you're in a situation. Now remember, putting meals together, putting balanced, filling meals together is one of the things that helps people keep hunger at a reasonable and manageable level. So, if if you start neglecting those meals and start grazing. So now you've started doing this thing where you're not having proper meals, right? And because you're not having proper meals, you're still hungry and you still have to eat. But you're not doing meals, you're doing the other stuff. So the more your hunger ramps up while you're doing this no meals thing, the more you're turning to the snack type foods that aren't filling you up, that are higher in calories, and then you end up, in, and this is how most people gain weight. They end up in this never-ending hunger cycle. So a, a lot of a lot of the hunger that people experience is self-created through not responding to hunger. So there's there's a difference between eating to fill a hole there and then, and eating to fill a hole in the long term. Right, it's the difference between making an investment in future hunger or just trying to get rid of the hunger you're experiencing there and then. So, if you feel hungry right now, you could go and eat three packets of crisps, and that might make it go away a little bit for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, something like that, and then you're hungry again. So you've now spent six hundred calories, depending on the crisps. Let's say it's something like. Let's say it's a reasonable packet of crisps. You've just spent 400 calories on filling your stomach for 45 minutes. And now you're hungry again. And because you don't eat meals, you're going to eat more of the same snacky type stuff. So you have another 400 calories and fill the hole for another 45 minutes or an hour. Do you see what I mean? This is how grazing works. You graze on higher calorie foods that are low in filling power, that do not fill you up for any length of time. And the sooner you're hungry, the sooner you start eating those unhelpful foods again. Now, snacking is fine. Snacking can absolutely be part of a healthy, balanced diet. But when snacking is all you are doing, then you're creating the opposite of a healthy, balanced diet. You're creating, I'm not going to say an unhealthy diet, but you're certainly creating an imbalanced diet. And it's that lack of balance that drives the high level of hunger. The high level of hunger drives the overconsumption. And remember, this does not mean that you're eating till you're stuffed. This doesn't mean that you're 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 not eat, you're eating when you're not hungry or anything like that. It is quite literally you're consuming a low quality diet that lacks filling power. It's not filling you up for any length of time. The hunger comes back again, and then you eat something again. Like if when you think about it, you're not doing anything wrong. You're eating when you're hungry and you're stopping when you're full. The problem is the types of foods you're eating is speeding up that process. So, like I said, you could eat three packets of crisps at 400 calories and be hungry 45 minutes later. Or you could have a 400 calorie breakfast and that could take you through to lunchtime. The difference is going to be in the quality of the calories and the quality of the diet. If you have a 400 calorie breakfast that is rich in protein, that is rich in fibre, a fibre source that actually fills you up at the, let's say you have a bowl of bran flakes and banana, 
off the top of my head. And that fills you up at the time, but it also keeps you going for the next three hours. Let's say you have that at nine o'clock at work, at your desk, whatever. You have that at nine o'clock and then you get on with your work and you don't feel hungry for the next three hours until lunchtime comes around. So 400 calories on a breakfast that saw you from one meal to another versus 400 calories on three. I don't know why I've picked three packets of crisps. I don't know. 400, I'm sure plenty of people eat three packets of crisps and I go, it's easily done. Uh, yeah, versus 400 calories and three packets of crisps, hungry four to five minutes later, then you're on to the next thing, then you're on to the next thing. Oh, I'll just have a biscuit. Oh, I'll just have this. Oh, I'll just have that. Oh, now it's lunchtime, but I'm not really hungry because I just ate all those snacks. I know, I'll not have a lunch and I'll just try to go until dinner. And then you skip the lunch and an hour later you're hungry and you start grazing in the afternoon. And this is how it can work. That's another great example actually where people will be very conscious of the calories that they've had while grazing. So you don't have breakfast because you're not hungry in the morning. And I kind of spoke about this last time. But you don't have breakfast because you're kind of hungry. You're not hungry in the morning. But by mid-morning you are. So you have those few biscuits in the staff room while you're making a cup of tea. And then you go back for a couple more because you're still hungry. And then you go to the vending machine and get a packet of crisps and a dairy milk bar. And then lunchtime comes and you're a little bit hungry, but you're very aware that you've just had like seven or 800 calories, you know, in the last few hours. You probably shouldn't have a lunch just to try and balance things out a bit. But by two o'clock in the afternoon, you're ravenous. So you go back to where the biscuits are and then you go to the vending machine again or whatever. You will all have your own individual opportunities in your own workplaces or at home or whatever it is that you're doing that you can apply this same kind of framework to. And then you come home and have dinner. And it's it's the different, you know, if you think about, if someone doesn't have, let's say you need 2000 calories a day, that could easily be, what could that be? Uh, 300 calorie breakfast, a 400 calorie lunch, an 800 calorie dinner. What does that take us to? 1600 calories? And then fucking whatever, 400 calories on a bar of chocolate and some ice cream or a snack in between during the day, right? That's a decent day of eating. And you've had a bit of everything. You've had your chocolate fix. You've had stuff that you enjoy. And that's it, 2,000 calories, maintaining your weight, three meals, couple of snacks, and a dessert. Brilliant. Or you need 2,000 calories in a day. You skip breakfast. You have 700 calories between breakfast and lunch. You have, I don't know, the same again between lunch and dinner. Sometimes people will do the snacking and have the meal anyway. Sometimes you know, and then you get home and you're ravenous and you're making your dinner and you eat something before dinner. Then you have your eight hundred calorie dinner, and then at night time your partner's sitting having something in front of the TV while you're watching it and you want it as well, and you end up on two thousand three hundred or two thousand five hundred calories for the day. So you're still getting through the day. You're still eating, but. You're, you're coming out having had more calories than you need. And the only difference is, and th- th- this is the way I like to think of this, right? You are going to eat every single day. I, when I when I talk about this, I t- I'll, I'll give you the example I use with tracking. So when I talk to people, when I'm doing their check-ins, and they, I, I ask them, are you tracking 
in advance as you go or at the end of the day. Now that third one is the most awful way to track, but I put it in there intentionally because I want people to tell me. Because uh, if you are getting to the end of the day and having to play the guessing game and the memory game and what did I have to eat for breakfast? What did I have to eat for lunch? Okay, how much of that did I have to eat? You're just you're just working on pure guesswork and memory and that's when your, your tracking gets super inaccurate. But they're still checking in with two weeks of tracking and this is the difference. So even if you track as you go, if, if you're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes every single day tracking, does it not make sense to do that at the time when it will benefit you the most? So instead of sitting at nine o'clock at night and spending that 10, 15 minutes trying to remember everything that you've had and that being a super inaccurate way of doing and not a true reflection and then you end up with all this like false tracking that shows you're in a deficit but you're not losing weight because you're consuming more calories than you can remember. Does it not make sense to take that same amount of time and move it either to the start of the day so you're planning your day out in advance and you're tracking it in advance or even spending those few minutes as you go at breakfast and lunch and dinner just plugging in what you're having. The amount of time spent is the same, but the result that you get from not doing the at the end of the day one, the results are far better. And it's the same with eating. You are going to eat every single day. Most people are going to have a breakfast, lunch and dinner every single day. Does it not make sense then to take something that you are already doing and do it properly or do it a bit better so that it leads to a better outcome. You know, people go on about not having time. Oh, I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Well, you're going to eat. You're, you know, it's already predetermined that you are going to spend, I don't know, an hour a day eating, say. I don't know how long... Maybe I should time myself having breakfast, lunch and dinner and see how long I actually spend eating. But, you know, if you are going to spend an hour a day eating every single day, that time is already allocated. It's already predetermined. It's already decided. Does it not make sense to do it properly and have it lead to a positive outcome than to use the same amount of time and do it in, a, in an unhelpful way and have it lead to a negative outcome? So grazing contributes to weight gain basically because it it, ha it leads to you consuming too many calories. That's it. You eat very small grazing type foods in grazing size portions, but they're usually higher in calories, typically higher in fat, higher in sugar, especially if it's like snacky type foods like cereal bars and biscuits and whatever. We, we call that energy dense, right? They're, they have high energy density, meaning they contain a lot of energy, calories, in exchange for very little. So a biscuit at 100 calories will not fill you up for very long versus an apple at 60 calories, which is like triple or quadruple the weight of an apple and volume of an apple. So this is why the quality of your diet plays such an important role part and why meal times not meal times that's not the right thing to say because meal times aren't important meal times are a human creation but responding to hunger 
with balanced plates of food is important. I have this new thing that I'm working on. Do you know what? I'll just tell you about it. I don't want to... When I come up with these things, I need to make sure that they don't sound disordered in any way. But there are there are hunger foods. What would be the opposite of hunger foods be? Non-hunger foods. There are foods you should eat when you're hungry and there are foods that you shouldn't. So, for example, chocolate. You Think of it this way, right? If If you were hungry... You would not, would you sit down to a plate of chocolate, right? When you're hungry, when you think of a meal, you would not sit, think of sitting down to a dinner of chocolate, although that might sound fantastic to some of you, but it's not, it's typically not what you would think to do, right? You don't sit down with a dinner plate and put all these portions of chocolate out. So bear with me because I'm just making this up on the spot. But if it's not something you would have for a meal, then. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just say it and then we'll, we'll, we'll thrash it out as we go. If it's not something you would sit down to eat as a meal, then it's probably not something you should be eating when you're hungry. That doesn't work, does it? Because then that doesn't count for, like, decent snacks. But the gist of it is, this is what I do with my kids, right? My my youngest is going through some growth spurt thing like just now and fuck me. Every five minutes, I'm hungry, and you know, in that way that they do, I'm hungry. Just constant, absolute. It's draining. Um, but he he asks for things he shouldn't ask for. Ask for when he's hungry. So I'm always very much well. If you're hungry, these are the kind of foods we eat when we're hungry, right? I will get you an apple. I will make a a plate of. I'll chop up some fruit for you. He will get you some cooked ham or whatever, right? Act- things that are actually going to help him. If it's in between a mealtime, I'll make up like a snacky type plate. Some cooked ham rolled up, maybe like some chicken refrigerators um, and some fruit or a yogurt, right? Things that actually contain protein, contain fiber, things that are not just going to fill the hole for five minutes, they're actually going to help fill him up for a little while. And if he says no, then he doesn't get anything. No, I want crisps. No, crisps are not a hungry food, pal. This is a hungry food. Crisps are something that you can eat as a snack, as an in-between thing. If you are hungry, this is what you eat when you're hungry. And he'll, then you'll go, okay, I'm not hungry. <laughs> can I have crisps? <laughs> Four years old and he rips the absolute piss out of me. But th- there are things that you should not eat when hungry, right? If you're hungry and it's on the run-up to dinner time, uh, like two or three in the afternoon, dinner's at six, you need to have something substantial that, like I said in the last episode, that can bring that hunger down from an 8 or a 9 to a 4 to a 5 to a 6. So that you're not approaching dinner ridiculously hungry, but still ready for it. Now, if hunger is the problem, chocolate isn't the solution. Haribos aren't the solution. Crisps aren't the solution. If you've seen that reel that I did, where I, I, I told the story about when I was at the soft play, and I heard some a kid say to her mum, I'm, I'm hungry. And her mum says, you can't be hungry. You've just had crisps. <laughs> As if crisps are a fucking three-course meal. Um, and I, while I was telling the story, I took a packet of my son's palm bears out the, the cupboard. And I got a rolling pin. I crushed them down in a bowl to nothing. And I managed to fit them into half an egg cup. Half an egg cup. Honestly, if I had a thimble, I could have probably fit them into a thimble. And then I laid, I put it out and it was just like this little 
half an egg cup sand castle of crushed pom bears that and i was like look this this is not a snack and if it's not a snack it's not a meal so yeah i went way off topic with this but grazing grazing ultimately leads to you putting food in your stomach that doesn't take up much space that doesn't fill it for very long but it's high in calories the power it's filling power runs out very quickly and it's as soon as it does you're hungry again so frequent hunger leading to frequent eating of more snack type foods because the problem is that you're not putting meals together or as many meals as you should or eating as regularly as you should be so yeah there are people who love grazing they love going through the day grazing they like to just snack on little things here and there but at the same time they also don't like being overweight and grazing is one of the biggest i would say one of the biggest thing that drives overconsumption. and again coming back to what i touched on at the start but i don't think i got into this doesn't mean that people are overeating and intentionally massively overconsuming. like i said they are they're doing it right they are hungry so they're eating and then they're full and then they're stopping the problem is they're just they're going through instead of going through that cycle like three times a day like hungry for breakfast eat hungry for lunch eat hungry for dinner eat it's hungry every hour every two hours and instead of having three occasions like that throughout the day they're having eight nine ten occasions like that throughout the day and you you might not be stuffed like if when you graze you almost live in this perpetual cycle of never really being satisfied you make the hunger go away a little bit for a little while but it pretty quick, quickly comes back again you know you don't get to that true level of satisfaction that an, a balanced meal can actually bring you and you just create this perpetual hunger cycle which drives the overeating which doesn't again doesn't mean eating when you're stuffed and overeating when you're hungry and all the rest of it it just simply means you're hungry too often and you're responding to it every time as you should do but it's it's the it's the increased hunger the frequent and incessant hunger that's the problem and that in most cases is self created through the way that we balance and navigate our food each day so are you going to change your grazing habits after this are you going to start having more meals let me know and also like i said last week come and join my ever growing instagram broadcast channel because i'm having lots of fun in it i've started putting the link in the captions i don't know if it works i should really check on spotify when this goes out to see if you can tap links but i've put the link in the caption go tap it come join my channel um because exciting things are coming and i'll just yeah i I did say it last week i was going to say maybe this is new information but it's not the monroe method to climb monroe is moving away from facebook to a standalone app community the way that we do things is going to change the way that we deliver our content is going to change i've taken feedback from people who have left us over the summer who felt overwhelmed with the amount of information available i'm going to change all that i am going to change the first two weeks so you're not left to your own devices as much even though there is quite a lot of interaction people still need that little bit extra so i'm changing all that um, it's going to be in an app it's not going to be in facebook it's going to be away from the facebook environment many people didn't like facebook so this is all coming very soon i am going to do a very limited intake of 50 people fuck it i'm just going to say this because once i've said it, i need to commit to it i am going to build this throughout october 
and it is going to be ready to launch on the 30th of October. And there are going to be 50 spaces for people to come in. You will basically be founding members and you will still pay the same price that it costs now. It's going to increase substantially because of the changes that we're making, the platform that we're moving to. It costs money, thousands of pounds a year to do this this other thing that I'm going to be doing. Um, that means membership costs are going to increase. The level of service that we're, cha- we're delivering is going to increase, but not for the founding members. So if you make, hopefully you're on my mailing list. Um, in fact, I'll probably announce it to the broadcast channel first. So there's even more of an incentive to go to Instagram and join the broadcast channel. But yeah, I will be opening that up probably towards the end of October and we'll get these 50 founding member spaces snapped up uh, that will stay locked in at 2023 prices. You guys will help me prove the concept, manage it, tweak it, iron all the kinks out um, so that it can launch fully and properly for 2024. How exciting. And yeah, there's not many people that listen. uh, Well, how many people listen to these episodes? Between like 80 and 100 people per episode, roughly. So yeah, you're the first one to hear about this. I've not announced it anywhere else yet. Well, I did kind of, but not in the level of detail I just went into. Anyway, enough from me. Go join the broadcast channel. All the information will be in there first, then on the mailing list. Um, Exciting times are coming. Busy times for me. Exciting times for the people we help. Until next time.